saying that all in one Thank sentence you very much without indeed. slurring. My diction is, is ideal today. It wasn't last night, though. No, it wasn't last night. I woke up a bit slurry as well. Yeah. So tell me if I am slurry. I'm I Ray will. Peacock, by the way. Uh, hello, I'm Ed Gamble. What are you referring to? I'm referring to... No, we weren't drunk, actually. We weren't drunk, were we not? We're saving that until next week when, we're, de- when we're depressed. I was planning to get drunk last night. Well, yeah. I actually was. You didn't need to in the end. You did the cheaper alternative, which was smashing yourself in the head with a stool. Yeah, bleeding it all out. And bleeding it all out. Went straight to the toilet. I mean, you, it was like he was headlining Pussy Festival 2013. <laughs> um, proper bumped himself on the head, yeah. a bit of blood coming out, straight to the toilet, in a grimy toilet with all blood coming out of his head. It, it, was. Was like, it was like an episode of Skins where they go to a, a really dodgy club. And for his Skins as well. Yeah, and in a dodgy club, probably. Yeah, it's like I came back for one more episode for our cameo. Except it wasn't custody he was covered in, it was his own blood. Yeah, pouring out on my head. Yeah. It was, um, it was stupid as well. Yeah, just dropping a chair on my head. But we'd had a good first show. We'd had a lovely first show. I mean, we'd have done a few by now, by the time you hear this. But we're recording this the night after our first show. Yeah. Which was nice, sell very well, and lovely, lovely audience. Yeah, very nice Plenty of people in there. And uh, and we did it as best as we could. And we promised we will always try our best. Yeah. Uh, A couple of little things need ironing out, but... Pretty strong that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and then you celebrated by twatting yourself twatting with some props. On that. And I get, I do that a lot though. Yeah, like I'm not a clumsy bloke at all because I was annoyed as it was happening. Yeah, as it was happening, I, I was annoyed. Yeah, because I was carrying two things. Oh, Mr. Spencer, <laughs> um, I was carrying two things. I was carrying a table with some glasses on it full yeah. of drink. Yeah, and I was carrying a chair over my shoulder. Give and you a little clue to what's, what's little, in our yeah, show. Some drink. Give too, too much away. <laughs> but anyway, the drink spilt. Yeah. And th- I felt the chair falling down and it cracked me on the head. I knew it had cut it straight yeah. away. I knew it had definitely cut it. And then I, I literally just dropped the table. Yeah. Dropped the chair. Yeah. Went to the bathroom. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Concussion, passed out, ended up in hospital. What other things can we say for publicity? For the publicity. You nearly um, died. When you were in hospital, you got um, MRSA. Yeah, I was in a brief coma. Yeah, in a brief coma. All my family had to fly up urgently. That's when Edinburgh. you go in a coma when your briefs are too tight. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it was a good show, and let's not dwell too much on my injury, because I'm a brave boy. You are a very brave boy, mate. But um, I, was, I was struggling, I had to stay up. Cause you, you did can't... break a prop, though. I did break a prop. Just I remember, we need to buy a new one of those. I've got that done already. Right. Yeah, I don't want to cause too much fuss. No. I really don't. Good but, lad. But I stayed up till 4am. Yeah, to make sure you weren't dead. I got to. Yeah. Um, Ed looked after me by going to bed. Yeah, no, I looked after you for a bit. No one, no one was talking to me on text or anything like that. There was no, there was no one for me to talk to. No. And I was just on my, on my own. And it, which I am normally anyway doing the editing <laughs> and I was on my own last night all, all on my own in my little room everyone had gone to bed and sat there just bleeding and no one no one even asked how I was I did all the time thank you oh um, that crying stopped quickly didn't it when I went to bed yeah. I had a really weird dream did you? a really weird dream last night what of? I think we should do my dreams regularly if I have them oh yeah because there's nothing more interesting than other people's dreams no guess what I dreamt what? I can't remember why I did it but my middle finger on my right hand yeah. I cut the end off it oh Something was wrong with it. Like and Tony Iommi. I, I, I don't know what that is. The guitarist from Black Sabbath. Did his he do... little finger, he's missing a tip on his little finger. But did he do so it on he's... purpose? No, 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 he, but he's got a rubber tip on one of his little fingers. Right. Which is, uh, they say that's why he gets such a uh, unique guitar sound, because he's got a rubber tip to one of his fingers. Wow, so I imagine he would really panic. Yeah, if he grew if he back. Lost, if he, or if he lost another finger or yeah, something. Probably, like, yeah, probably, well, I need that for my guitar, and I need yeah. my guitar in. yeah. 
So in my dream, something was wrong with the... It was just below the nail of my middle finger, my right hand. Right. Something was wrong with it. And I thought, I'm just going to cut it off. Oh. And I cut it off. The whole bit? Just, yeah, just under my nail. Fair, fair. Right, cut it off. So I was walking around with just a... Like that top bit of finger missing, and then yeah. it occurred to me. I thought, that's what the finger you use when with the ladies, yeah, that's all my brilliant moves ruined. All your fingering, and it was genuinely distressing me, yeah, that for that reason. But you can still just push, I can't shove a stump on someone, but it's barely a stump, is it? It's just the bottom, the top's missing. No, but I use that little, that little soft bit, the fingertip, yeah, I use that to do the air. Uh... That's very, that's a big part of my action. But then you could replace the tip there with a little velvet. Like a velvet-tipped vibrating beam. But that's, uh, that, that, that implies that I'm not getting anything from it when I do all that sort of... And I like, I like feeling it. Right. I like the feel of it. Yeah. I use the two fingers either side. To, I mean, I don't want to get too graphic, but I'll separate the labia yeah. with those two. And you know, I'll, I'm sure you said this on a podcast before. I'll just pat, I'll pat the clitoris. Yeah, like, well done. Yeah, well done. Good girl. <laughs> Being very, very brave there, aren't you? Yeah, well. But I couldn't do that in my dream. What a horrible intro. What do you think that means? I'm willing to listen. If anyone can tell us on Twitter or anything like that, I'm willing to listen what the psychology of that is. What? That you lost... I think... Didn't it, lose it. Cut it off myself. That you cut off your a bit of your finger, which meant you couldn't do fanny fondling no more. Yeah, properly. I think it shows that you are too obsessed with fannies. I'm not obsessed with fannies at all. But, it was just, but I, if I was that obsessed with fannies, I'd yeah. have thought of it before I cut it off. Right. But I didn't. Yeah. I cut it off, went about my dream business. Yeah. Just normal stuff. Going about my dream business, and then it occurred to me yeah. in the dream. I was like, "Oh my god, no! That means that. Oh no! Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that dream that I sometimes have where my knob falls off. Mm. Um, my knob falls off, um, but I can reattach it. Yeah. But it doesn't feel secure. Right. Greg Davis also told me he has the same dream. Yeah. It's a very similar dream where yeah. his knob falls off. Yeah. You can it can line it back up with yeah. what with the stub. Yeah. And it reattaches, but it doesn't feel secure. Yeah. It's like, that could fall off again. I think that just means you're both robots, and that is a dream that's been put in by your programmer right. to help you realise. The programmer was like, he was one of the main scientists in the organisation, but he wasn't head. Right. And he was in charge. He came up with the robot design. But slowly he started to realise this was cruel, making robots okay. that thought they were human. So, uh, against the wishes of the big conglomerate bosses, uh-huh. started putting in little dreams in the programme to make you realise as you get later on later on in life, and I'm not saying anything, but you and Greg Davis have reached the point... Mid-30s. Where the, yeah, that's where the dreams start coming in. Right. And the programme kicks in. Yeah. But the, the scientist has since been... They found out and he's since been assassinated. No, no, no. I know what's happened with that scientist because even as you were saying that, it yeah. sounds like a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. It sounds like... Um, the, he's not a villain. They, no, no, not yet he's not. Not yet he's not. Like the Riddler Mate, and Batman. this is my fantasy. You can't just come up with no, it. No, it's like a Spider-Man villain though. Not a villain. He's it, going to be a villain in the end, but then he... won't he w- be a villain. He's put the things, he put the programme in so the, so the robots could realise they're robots. And then the head of the conglomerate find out and they sack him and he turns to evil. And then he has a big fight with the superhero, whichever one it is, Batman or Spider-Man, this whatever. This isn't a superhero. Right? Thing. That happens and then he redeems himself at the end by sacrificing himself. Genuinely annoyed with you. This, that's Why? Not, that's not the story. What's the story then? It's the, at the end of it now. You're just annoyed because my story's better. No, your story was a Spider-Man film. I know. That's where the money is, mate. You think- what, in a Spider-Man film that's been out already? You're, you're thinking to yourself, you're going, oh, there's no way we could ever write a superhero film. Yeah, two words, mate. Drew Pierce. Drew Pierce. How's yeah. Drew Pierce wrote Iron Man 3? He did it very well. I know him. Yeah, he did it by coming up with a different storyline to one they've done before. Right, well, I... I they've not just gone, 
They've not just gone, oh, well, let's have this goodie suddenly turn into right. a baddie from, right. from Spider-Man 2 or whatever. Here's my other idea for Spider-Man. Right. He's not, he, he can't climb a wall. Right. So, you're, so your idea for Spider-Man is man. He can't climb so a wall. Spider-Man, so <laughs> Spider-Man 4, man. Man. Yeah. Right. Get, him on, get Marvel on the phone now. Right. Get that written. Right. Just try something different. That's what Christopher Nolan did with Batman. Yeah. Just try it a bit, a bit different. Yeah. And Dr. Octopus, right? He's in it. Yeah, is he? But he hasn't got any tentacles. Right. It's just called Doctor. 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 Doctor Octavius. Doctor versus man. Doctor versus man. And that is, the, and it's more a battle of minds than it is like. Well, Doctor wins then. Well, then no, 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 no. He doesn't because um, Peter Parker is quite clever, cleverer than he seems. Right. He's a very studious young man. So that happens, and there's no fight sequences in it at all. Boffin versus Doctor. Boff versus Doc. Boff versus Boff Doc. Spider Man Four. And if you want more of these brilliant conversations, come to our show, Peacock and Gamble, Heartthrobs, 945, Pleasant's Courtyard. Well done, mate. It's Pleasant's below, but it's in the courtyard. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you where it is. If you go no, mate, the... don't confuse it. Just go, go to the courtyard box office. All right. Here's James A. Caster. Peacock and Gamble, Peacock and Gamble. Oh, we're here with James A. Caster, comedian. Yes. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> Do you get that a lot? Um, yeah, yeah, during gigs. Uh, during? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they say, what sort of things do they shout at you? Yeah. What, when I'm on stage? Yeah. I, I, I get a lot of, I get a lot of um, alpha males just shouting uh, just generic insults, knob and cock and stuff. Yeah. They really don't like me. And then... Um, How get, did they not like you, though? You're a nice lad. I'm a very nice lad, but they, they probably used to bully people who looked like me at school. Oh, yeah. And then I walk on and they look at me and go, I'm not, I'm not having this, this isn't... It's, it's only if I'm doing well. If I'm doing really badly, yeah. they all just leave it and they feel really sorry for me because I, I look like I really can't <laughs> do it and I don't know what I'm doing. What do you look like? We're not going to describe you, but this is an um, audio medium. So what, what do you, in your mind, what do you look like? Yeah, um, I look like uh, a little schoolboy. Right. Uh, I, I, I look younger than I am, apparently. So I look, I, look, I look in my early 20s and I'm not. I'm in my late 20s. Who said so that's you? Some, some people, people I've met for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah got, got ID'd, got ID'd once. And then, yeah, and I, and I dress I dress really silly in, in slacks and uh, jumper and shirts. That's not silly, mate, it's functional. It's funny, I, I, I like it, but I didn't realise until, you know, I started going on stage with it that it looked silly. I thought it was quite smart, but something. a lady got very angry. I walked on stage at a gig in London and a very drunk lady got up and said, Seriously? Looking like that? You're going to try and speak to me? And then, and then she walked on stage and she collapsed on stage and then I helped her up to her feet going, are you okay, are you okay? And she went, yeah, I'm okay. You look so stupid. And your hair looks like really curly hair. And then the bouncers came and got her and the bouncers were dragging her away and she was going, I know why. I know why you started on me. And then she started, she got her little finger and wiggled it and went, whoo I see what you got in your trousers. Like that. <laughs> or, 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 she was, or she was being dragged out. And then a friend walked out with her and a friend turned around to also heckle me and instead of heckling me, vomited on her own shoulder. Right. So that was... That was you, that, get, that, you get this a lot. I do get it a lot. Why though? I, I, when I'm on stage, I, I think it's because I'm conversational on stage. Yeah. And I think people think it's a conversation. Yeah. So it's, it's, not, it's not often aggressive. It's more like what they would call banter. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, I but I do get a lot of shouting out and a lot of things to deal with in the room rather than yeah. just standing there doing my stuff. But why? Why do you attract that? Because I you're not. You're be not purely, a, conversa- a conversational act. No. You it can't be purely appearance. It can't be purely appearance because no. there are other acts on the circuit who have an, a normal appearance, if you like, mm. or who have uh, an extreme appearance, if you like. But they re- very rarely get yeah. hit. Like, I never. I very rarely get shouted out. Actually, that's not true. I was going to say about my hair, but that's not true. I get Jesus quite a lot when you're mm. in the north. Yeah. They can't get their head around a man. Yeah. Making a living looking like me. Yeah. They, they yeah. Don't, don't like With it. With long hair like, yeah. a, like a girl. 
Yeah. yeah. I do it in the north a lot more. <laughs> a lot, it, yeah. lot more in the north. I don't think it's abroad. I got heckled by people from the north of England. Right. Um, uh, I, 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 think, I think one of the things is that I am talking about stuff from a completely stupid perspective, and I'm, but I'm not at any point apologising. I'm, I'm pretending like I'm right, but I'm clearly not. Okay. And some people don't understand that that's part of the joke. And they think that I genuinely think that uh, that pancake day is like you, you can only eat pancakes on one day, yeah, 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 and yeah. you can't eat them for the rest of it. Because I'm not at any you don't point. Don't give them a wink, do you? No, I don't do a wink or a little smile, as, which I think makes it funnier on the nights where it goes yeah. well. But on yeah. the nights where it doesn't go well, they're just sitting there going, "This guy's a fucking idiot." <laughs> and uh, also, I think because I look, I, th- I think it is partly though. Also, because because I look like I couldn't handle myself at all a lot of people have said who have talked to about this have said that when I go on stage you just think this is going to be shit right and then they said the first time they saw me and I walked on they thought this is going to be shit but, but, but like, does that work look shit, but does that work I, in your, I, I understand what he means though, but does that work in yeah. your favour yeah normally then you, then it can you, you, you go surprise yeah I'm <laughs> not shit uh, but, <laughs> but like it's a, but it's a showing off it's, it's yeah, already yeah, coming, yeah. coming on the podcast oh I'm not shit I'm not shit bragging take that guys it's a comedy staple though isn't it and I think increasingly in the world of comedy it might be happening in worldwide and everything but in the mm. world of comedy I'm finding that increasingly people are taking things at absolute face value like if you look at if you compare it to Les Dawson for example who, pl- who played kind of badly thinking he was doing it right and with an air of arrogance about that yeah. saying to the audience try and keep together when it was yeah. him that was in the wrong yeah. but that's funny and they, and they would yeah. lap it up and you know in the 70s, 80s and early 90s and they would go with that but yet now I think if Les Dawson was around now <laughs> playing yeah. kind of badly people would be furious yeah yeah, yeah. I saw Brian Gittins at a festival. People don't know Brian Gittins is character act who's deliberately rubbish and gets stuff wrong all the time. Yeah. And I was stood at the back and there was a couple in front of me and after about his fifth routine, the, the woman turned to the guy and went, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> why, why hasn't he learned any of this? Uh, and, and I went, yeah, I know. Well, what, what are they doing booking someone who can't even... And, and then at the, at the end, his, his finale was like doing the hokey-cokey to a CD where the, the CD skips and he, and he has to keep on doing right arm in, right arm in over and over again. <laughs> and, and, and at that point, the guy, they, they just lost... They just went, oh, for fuck's sake. He hasn't even got a CD that works. <laughs> and, and it was like, oh, come on. But like, he's so clearly a character as well. I you think. would think he's clearly because a Because he's got big, you know, like big bottle glasses yeah. on and yeah. uh, trousers pulled up really high. Yeah. It's fairly clear that he's a character. But I remember seeing Count Arthur Strong once. I saw I've seen Count Strong many, many, many times. But I saw Count Strong doing his Forgotten Egypt show years ago in the old Gilded Balloon that's now gone. It's burned down uh, in the studio in there. And I was sat next to, and I guess this is a cultural difference, but it was an American couple yeah. who clearly come for a lecture on Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it was so great because it started the show, right? And it was, it was Steve who plays Count Strong doing a, a voice of an American voice yeah. with this inspiring music underneath it. Mm. Talking about the, you know, the tombs of Tutankhamun and all this sort of thing. And the lady was sort of just looking down. <laughs> as it was happening and then, and as the music reached a crescendo she went she put her arms in the air yeah. <laughs> and she thought this is going to be brilliant <laughs> and, and for the majority of it I watched her yeah, get yeah. increasingly and it was really nice because she was quite patient to begin yeah. with she was like oh well, he's clearly just you know lost his way a little bit yeah. but you know this will, it will be interesting right now, and now he's dead, right? he's not even talking about Egypt now <laughs> and he hasn't been for 40 minutes <laughs> and they left yeah, yeah, yeah. They left, and they were, but you could see they were furious. Yeah, absolutely furious. But I don't know. I've no idea how you cannot cotton on. People, yeah. I had a bit in last year's show when I would pretend that I had counted how many breadcrumbs were in a loaf of bread. Right. And I would say to someone on the front row, choose a man and go guess how many. And whatever they said, I'd say no. 
And then I'd turn to a woman and go, guess how many? And whatever she said, I'd say yes. So that was it. I'd, I'd, I'd keep it going with more and more things. And at one point, I said to the man, guess how many? And he went, no. And I went, why? And he went, you just, I know what you, you fix. Let me see what's written down in that paper. <laughs> I don't think you've got it. You, you've, you know it at all. I think you've just given her the answer all the time. And, and, and no, he said, I think she's a plant. That's like amazing. she was there. And that she, is a way more difficult way that, of doing it. Yeah. Than having... <laughs> just saying yes. It's like, I think she's a plant and she knows the answers. We did a gig together recently. Not greatly attended for either of us. No. Um, Worse so for me. Worse so for you, yeah, because our, Cause our one is first. <laughs> yeah. Our one was first. And if there's any comedians listening, if you ever want to do a double bill with us, make sure, you, make sure you go on first because there will be less people there with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. If it's more of the same in the second half, yeah. then I've, I've barely tolerated that. Um, but we... Uh, that was another case in point, but, it, but we found out recently that it wasn't quite as it seemed because there were mm. there were four people right in the middle. And there's a bit in our show, as there is in all our shows, where I do jokes and get them deliberately wrong. And I was doing some really old jokes, and they kept shouting out the punchlines. Yeah, and going, I know, oh, I know and, this one. I know this yeah. one. Yeah, I yeah. know this one. <laughs> That's years old. That's years old. And I got quite cross with them. And I might have even called them names. No, you held it together actually pretty well. Yeah, in that one, did, did I? Yeah. Well. For you. You did the laser. <laughs> you, you pointed the laser pen in their eyes and said, if you do it again, you're in big trouble. But like, I, I said, that can blind you. Yeah, that yeah, can yeah, blind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did do that. So. But then you went on later on, and it transpired that they were uh, four autistic people. Yeah, four autistic people on a, in a group, and uh, <laughs> and they, they like watching comedy. Because a lot yeah. of... I used to work with autistic kids, and there's a lot of autistic people really like stand-up. Because it, it makes, especially like one-liners, because it makes logical sense. It's yeah. all like that makes sense. That makes sense. They yeah. really love watching. Like when I did a tour with Milton. Oh gosh, <laughs> oh, autists to the rafters. Really? But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they love it. So like, um, yeah. So that they said they really love going to see stand up. But uh, they they, did, they said to me normally we uh, we blend in, but we're half the audience. Yeah, like, yeah. So like you, you know, Because I remember you you both ran on. And you clap when you run on, and everyone's supposed to then applaud, yeah. and they weren't clapping. And, and I, Ed went in one of their faces and went, clapping, and then the guy went, yes, you are. Which, <laughs> but it, it really upset him. Yeah. yeah, I thought, yeah. oh, this bloke's a complete broke. But he was yeah. literally, he was completely right. <laughs> in his head, yeah. yeah. You, were, you were clapping and saying to him, clapping, and he went, yeah. yep, correct. You are. So, I'm do, not gonna... so do we think um, now in comedy that it would be progress and we should, to, to now vet people as they come in? <laughs> do, do you think now it should be and um, not that they're not allowed in yeah. but it should be like hello are you um, do you have a disability of any sort do, yeah, it, you yeah. know, are you impaired in any way are you right. are you blind are you deaf are you yeah. a lesbian you're right are you, <laughs> you know what what are you what you know wh- where are you from what are you yeah that sort of thing right. and then that's that's fine all perfectly friendly in they go yeah get a little list there with all the tables on it or all the chairs on right. it. over over here yeah you've got that's a foreign person yeah a over, foreign person over yeah, here right. on this side that man's in a wheelchair right, yeah and it is real we yeah. could have we yeah. could have little signs for for all of them maybe so we know the symbols so all the gay people could have a pink triangle. How about this? <laughs> how about this brilliant idea? Ed. How about this? How about we we segregate them in the room? Yeah. So how about we have um, downstage left in the audience disabled people. Right. So any comedians that don't like that, you know, I think yeah. we all don't really like that. curtain them off. Yeah. Davidson. Curtain them off or just yeah. Sort of Davidson could turn away from have them. a yeah. curtain. Yeah. 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 Backstage right. That's Backstage. People. That's people. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's quite wrong, right? So. Uh, 
Back of the room, thank you, James. Uh, back of the room. <laughs> good that's, idea, James. That's and that is a good idea, James, because that's where we're going to put the black people. So well, <laughs> well, done, well done, James. For <laughs> suggesting that we put black people at the back of the room. <laughs> just to sort of and, and it, it, it's just to separate them so we know. We could just call it the black of the room now. The black of the room. Well done, James. Excellent oh, idea. Right. <laughs> Excellent idea there that James Acaster has said on the first day of the fringe that black people should be at the back of the, the audience of the in, in the black of the room. <laughs> And that's a direct <laughs> quote from James A. Custer. Yep. Um, what, I, what I find uh, amazing is that those four uh, autistic people yeah. all went on a night out. Yeah. Really, a, an interesting thing for them to do, to, to sort of watch stand-up comedy and also it's like eye contact and so, socialisation yeah. and things like that. They thought they'd come and practice their eye contact with people holding eye contact and Ray shines a laser pointer directly yeah. in their eyes. Yeah, right, and taught them a lesson. Yeah. Never, never look at people. Never directly. ever do that. When you went, when you went on afterwards, did it, was he complaining about his sight? No, no it was tw- just twitching. He, he wasn't yeah, talking at all. Yeah. So yeah. you're looking in the sky, wondering whether you had a kind face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pickle can gamble. Pickle can gamble. When you started doing stand-up comedy, mm. why did you do that? I was at, at a loose end and didn't know what to do uh, with right. my life. I, 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 I thought I was going to be a musician, and that's what I was going to do. So right. I, I not gone to university and just gone straight into being in a band and then when the band stopped because I was the drummer I couldn't go solo and I didn't want to form another band and make other people do it again because I hated motivating other people Right. and I'd done one or two stand-up gigs just for my own uh, sense of like enjoyment just like as a really risk-taking thing and I really enjoyed it but I was like I'm never going to do that again and then when the band stopped I didn't know what I wanted to do so I thought I'll do that until I get a better idea Right. and I'd have one month of it going okay, one month of absolutely horrifically dying constantly for the whole month, and I'd think, what am I doing? And it was like about six months before I started actually going, oh, I actually want to do this. How many old are you? I'm 28. Right. <laughs> how, give, how, 20, how many of you have, have you done the stand-up for? Five and a half. Five and a half, so 22 and a half, is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was, yep. I was closer to... 22 and a half years old. I just turned 28. I'm, I'm, I'm currently 28 and a half years old. Right, we should get it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm not, I think only, like, little children say, count the halves, don't they? But you said it, so we're going to... So, so 28... You're just 28, but you've done it five and a half. So you've done it... i tell you what, this would have been great at that gig, Leicester Square. They'd have loved this. <laughs> um, um, how long till you were making a living from comedy, assuming you do? Uh, it was uh, two and a half years. That's all right, it's not too bad. Yeah, but that but that was because that wasn't like that was only because Josie Long asked me to go on tour with us. So I had to quit my job, right? And then by the end of that, I'd got an agent and they'd sort of me out with Milton Jones's tour, which followed on from Josie's one. So I wasn't actually making enough. And then by the end of the Milton tour, I was making enough money from comedy to be doing it as a living. So I've never been on tour with anyone. No, no. And all these youngsters, right? All yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he, Ed's always going off with yeah. um, Glenn. Wall, is it? Glenwall, yeah. Glenwall, yeah. yeah. It was turns to Glenwall yeah. from in between us. Glenwall out in between us. He's always yeah. getting off of him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like, stupid amount. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't, and uh, other people have to step in for him and do, really, you know, do a really great job of it. Oh, nice one, mate. <laughs> um, you went off with Josie Long, who yeah. was my tour support once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she always used to slag you off. She could slag me off where she was, mate. Sitting crying in loads of toilets. But she was wonderful, though. But she, no, she you had an hard time most nights. Well, she didn't really slag you off, mate. So you know, I, I, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't actually, know. Actually, can, can we just can we just say now, Josie, if you're listening to this, could you not be slagging me off to other comedians? Because I don't <laughs> think that's very very fair. Because I did drive you a lot, basically. <laughs> and I let you have your music on sometimes, and I bet it's not even on your um, CV. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I've, I've never supported no one on tour. Ever. Mm. No one's ever asked me. Have you got to be good? You know, you, no, that's not what it is. I'll tell you what it is. What? The difference between me and you, as I'm not including you in this, James, the difference between me and you as an act is yeah. you're, a room, you're a room changer. Right. I can very much go into a room and maintain... You give them a... I'm basically a placeholder. Yeah, yeah but, but it'll <laughs> I can be... I fill time. It'll be a nice step. Keep it bobbling along. Yeah, I see. Right? I see. You will tear the roof off. No. Or just, like, just destroy, destroy yeah. it deliberately, which it, is not helpful as a tour support. It would be weird, wouldn't Even it? Those Thinking helpful. about that, it'd be yeah. weird, it would be weird, wouldn't it, if I went on tour with Glenn Davis. And, <laughs> and, if, and if there were people that were big fans of his work in the in the in-betweeners who actually left before he came on. Yeah. And not, I'm not even being in the same building as this bloke. Yeah. yeah. Either either because you've made the night already, or Pro- you've, probably you've, do that. you've gone on in a bit of a bad mood, or yeah. someone's upset you in the audience, yeah. and you've gone, right, well, fuck this. Right, and then I've gone in all aggressive. And either way, it's not, it just needs to be in the middle, I think. Mm. I think that might be it, mate. What about if I go on at the same time as the main act? And better. then they can keep me in check. You, you could be, be the signer. signer yeah, yeah. I, was say. Oh, I yeah, don't signer. really know it. Make it up. You know the moods, though. You know the mood words. There probably won't be anyone in there. If they're, if they're sitting in the death uh, part of the audience. Have a little look. Put the blindies at the back. With the blinds at the back. With the, yeah, put the blinds <laughs> with the blacks at the back. Yeah. See, I'm not even sure we should separate the blacks, James. I, th- I think it's a weird thing you come up with. Because yeah. I think. No, that... I think it mixes everyone up and yeah, yeah. Uh, let anyone sit where so they want. Yeah, because you can't do it in terms of race. Because then, you, if you're a blind black person, what if someone is? Well, they have to sit in the mi- in the middle. Deaf blind. Uh, no, I, I, no, I, I, I think what you've done here, mate, is. is sort of out of order <laughs> I, I think this idea you've come up with about separating all people yeah. I mean segregate that's like yeah. it's like Nazi Germany it? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a triangle you said that's, that's horrible <laughs> put a triangle yeah. and get it carried away yeah so I, I, I think I, it, it, you know it's an, an interesting thing to discuss but um, it's not the best way of coming into an interview is it yeah <laughs> with all these, we start to get to the bottom of why I get heckled these, so much yeah these horrendous yeah. opinions we, yeah. we walk yeah. on going right you're, right you're at the back and you wheel yourself over there yeah pickle can gamble pickle can gamble I don't know about James though, because you're, are you, a, you're, a, you could be a room changer. Yeah, because you had some, you had some amazing ones and some rough ones on Milton's too. I had some absolutely horrific. I'll tell you, is a is a room changer actually. Uh, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. <laughs> I'm interviewing James at the moment, mate. If you want to write these jokes down as we go along, <laughs> yeah, and then at the end we can do some footnotes, maybe uh-huh. of jokes jokes you thought as you went along. Why don't we do that every day? I'll write down jokes I thought of as we went along. Yeah, okay. And I'll say there's a bit where you were talking to him about this, yeah. and I thought of this joke. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that as a a, a character act, like a stand-up, and uh, the MC's on, like doing banter and stuff, and then I want to go on and go, okay, MC was great, wasn't he? Really good, but it's some things I would have said if you'd yeah. said that That's to really me. Funny. And just really list, funny. list some yeah. funny things. Yeah. Do it in like so a based on a particular accent, so other people do that to me. <laughs> 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 have you? I've had MCs do it to me after I've been on and come on and go, oh, uh, yeah, and James did that. What would have been better? Literally, someone said, wow, What would really? have been better wow. is if he'd said this? Name and shame. We won't, we won't put it out, but name and shame, I'll bleep it. Oh. Really? Oh, yeah. He, he, he did not like me doing that weekend. <laughs> what weekend was it? It's the weekend of the I'll have to cut that out as well. Yeah. <laughs> I did four gigs. The first one, for whatever reason, went really well. Yeah. Right. And he was gutted. I came off and he was just, Josh Howie, lovely, just going, wow, well done, mate. Second one, I not only died, I lost control of the entire room. Like, it was like it was like school kids just going mental. Yeah. Stag dudes and the hens just shouting at each other. I lost control. Third one, I went on, someone heckled me before I got to the stage by going, Harry Potter. 
<laughs> Doesn't make sense. Get Harry Potter a lot. You don't wear glasses. Really? No. The reason you don't wear what... glasses, you've got blonde hair. Ah, blonde hair, by the way. No not style. as many people have you with ginger. Ginger. So, this, But this is part of it, right? I get yeah. Harry with ginger a lot. Yeah. Because it just looks ginger to some people. <laughs> Harry Potter stems from the ginger thing because of Ron Weasley and Harry Potter, who was a ginger kid. Yeah. And I think what they go through, I walk on stage, they go, he's ginger. Who else is ginger? That kid from Harry Potter. What's his name? Can't remember. Just say Harry Potter, Harry Potter. <laughs> what happens? I just said what I always say. He's shouting Harry Potter, so I said what I always say. It's okay, so before we start, the man at the back is misplaced a book which is clearly too advanced for him we need to help him look for it nice, and nice. I go you, you like the ones about the wizards don't you you like the wizards and, the, uh, and all that and uh, then he kept on shouting so they chucked him out uh, of the yeah. venue and then the MC <laughs> went on afterwards and just went oh it was good was it? that guy got chucked out he shouted to Harry Potter at James what would have been better though because I said something else when he was leaving I can't remember what it was he said what would have been better is if James had said uh, Expelliarmus that would have been better, wouldn't it? And everyone would be laughing. And Josh Harry was standing next to me. Josh Harry went, um, just explaining how uh, you were pretty shit. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Do you like it when a room gets out of control, James? Because we we've known each other for a while, and you yeah. get you get you get heckled quite a lot. We've established that. Yeah. Um, but you seem to really enjoy it when it when it really goes and it's out of control, and you can sort of be the be the sort of the the circus master of or yeah. the ringmaster of all of that sort of stuff. If I if I can stay in persona and remember to stay in my persona, it's yeah. great fun. Sometimes I don't. And I really mess it up, and then I get really angry. We do a lot of kids' gigs as well, don't you? Yeah, and that's so a, kids' and that gigs must be a similar thing. Yeah, that's fun for, but like that, that you really are at the mercy of them because with adults, at least you can kind of rely on them a little bit to police themselves. Yeah. With kids, so I've had some kids' gigs have been amazing, and they've like really got on board with like, right, we, you know, we're writing a film today, and we're going to act out the scenes, and that's what we're going to do. So what, what do you want? And just let them write it and then act it out, and they're good at taking turns and stuff like that. And other ones, you, you just. I did one I was, I was away from home so I said we're going to write a letter home to my parents together and I'll write whatever you tell me to write in this letter <laughs> and it started out normal and then they started just like I think I had a six year old say to me to write in I've um, started uh, started smuggling methamphetamine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I thought that's pretty funny because it made me laugh and the other kids were like right so, so the kids shouting I've got a vagina and I've had sex with a man and it was like really and they were really like getting really amped up about right. it and they, they realised we can do whatever we like and I was like and then the parents were looking horrified at me and so they became me I said to the parents, I've not told them to say any of this. This is their <laughs> upbringing that, that has led to this. It's yeah. your fault. Yeah. And uh, so the, the gig became me, yeah, kind of uh, berating the parents. But like, like a club gig, as long as I kind of remember not to get angry at them, it's yeah. a lot of fun. If I, if I can just like go with it and, and actually take what they're saying at face value like they're doing with me. It's hard when you're under attack funny. though, isn't it? If, yeah. Because you, you are under attack in those situations. Yeah. So you, you are, it's hard to, it, I suppose it's like being in a pub and going, someone attack, like physically getting in your face and just going, yeah. what, mate, what are you doing? Yeah. I've been pushed over before on stage. A man pushed me over for seeing the uh, a foot, kept me in town football chant for ages. I sang yeah. it for ages on stage, and um, I'd always had to look at one person for it to be funny. But it wasn't. It was just me spelling out "kept me in town FC" over and over again. It wasn't like you're a wanker. But you, was, were, yeah, yeah, no, but James, but you were booked for a comedy gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you guys yeah. want to play Sesame Street? Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very funny bit that that opened your last show, didn't it? Pretty yeah, much. yeah, was, yeah. And it's just singing that over and over again yeah, yeah. in someone's face. So that was in an art centre. Yeah. So it wasn't a weekend. Well, it was not a weekend round club. It was a lovely crowd, and I'd had a week of awful gigs. I, I'd actually like I'd had six gigs in a row. Of, of you get these more than any other comic I know, <laughs> where you'll have runs of heckly gigs yeah. or shit gigs, and yeah. then like, uh, and then a run of amazing gigs. You you don't get 
one, then one, then one, then yeah, one. Yeah, they don't seem to be mixed up ever. No. So I have just to look at... So I'd, 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 I'd had six horrific, painful, embarrassing deaths in a row. Yeah. And then I got to the Reading Arts Centre going, oh, here we go. It's Friday night in Reading. Uh, and then, like, they were lovely. And then I went on, and first five minutes, I started suddenly having a really brilliant gig. I was like, this is great. And I think this is why I put up with what happened as yeah. much as I did, because right. I didn't want to let go of the good gig. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is all about my psychology. But like, I, I was singing the Ketman Town chant, they were going for it, and the man got up. And he pushed me so hard, I flew across the stage, uh, landed quite badly, and, and obviously the room went quiet, and I got up. And half of them booed him, and the other half was silent. And I went, why did you do that? His name, his name was Roger. What did you do that for, Roger? And he went, I didn't like the song. And uh, then he was sitting with, he was about 30, he was sitting with a load of like pensioners. And they, and they just turned to him and went, is it okay, Roger, it's fine to do that. I said, it's not fine. He pushed me over. He said, well, you're a comedian, it's fine. <laughs> I said, it's not fine because I'm a comedian. And I was like, this is. And I said, who thought it was fine in the room? Roger and his friends cheered. I'm like, everyone who doesn't know Roger then, who doesn't think it's funny, everyone else cheered. And, and then he was like, ah, they thought it was funny at the time. I said, no, they didn't. Roger, you pushed me over. It's really aggressive. And uh, then someone at the back shouted, no, get on with it and try not to lose us. That's weird. <laughs> and I was like, I said, so someone came out of your house to clean your windows and a member of your family pushed him off the ladder onto the lawn. Would you come out and go, I want those windows spick and span, mate? <laughs> and he went, I paid to have my windows cleaned. So I was like, right, fine. So I, start, I started doing my set again. Just by, by the way, if this was me, I would have been gone. I'd be in the car. Yeah, I'd have left you. Yep, I, 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 as, as, I, I, I was, as I went across the stage being pushed, yep. I would have turned that movement into turning around and getting in the car. I was yep. saying, I would have tucked into a forward roll, yeah. done yeah. a forward <laughs> roll, yeah. springboarded off, off the stage, yeah, into your car. walkie, 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 walkie yeah. grab my money on the way out, yeah. I would have been home, yeah. 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 But I admire you for carrying on, and I well, admire the way I, you dealt with it. I was, in, I was in a state of confusion, because I was, I was so wanting to... Kind of having the good gig, and I didn't. I, I wasn't prepared for it. Never had anything like that happen to me before. So then I started just doing the gig again, and I slowly they kind of got on board more until they kind of forgot about the incident. And then I waited until I did a routine that got an applause. And then I turned to the guy who had heckled the window cleaning, his mind cleaning windows for ages nice, at him. Nice. And then I came off, and then Gareth Richards was the first time. Went, are you okay? Why did you stay on? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I didn't think it through. And then Gareth was brilliant because basically the, the venue staff came back and said, um. We've sorted it. If he does it again, he's out. Wow. I, I hear that so much. Yeah. And then Gareth Richards just went, oh, really? So he's got one more push of a comedian. I was like, you know that noise next door who an improv group on next? Like, and he's just going to push one of them. And everyone else in the room has got two pushes. Is that correct? And then they're, and then they're out. And they're like, well, no. He's like, no. And they're like, well, we don't get this. You know, this isn't, this is a nice club. It's not a jonglers. And he went, yeah, it's not a jonglers. Because if it was, he'd be out the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, uh, yeah, it was great. And then I did a gig two days later, which was like uh, an open mic gig in a little bunker, and it was, it was full. But like, there's this compere on who had never really done compere before. And he was a character actor, wore a vest and some like shorts, and, and then sandals, his bare feet, bare legs. And he'd go on with Already a massive, sounds amazing. yeah, with a massive drinks bottle, like a sports drink bottle, he'd squirt into your mouth. And he had, <laughs> he had a, it was huge, like a drum. And he went on with that, and he would, uh, he was comparing. And he was on, and he, uh, there was this group of girls on the front, who had like a massive bottle of champagne, drinking champagne. He'd do his character, and he'd go, how's it going, guys? Yeah. And then he'd drink out of his bottle for ages. Like <laughs> a really long squeeze out of his bottle, and then he'd go, so uh, I play a lot of rugby. <laughs> Just a bit, and then he'd drink again for ages, <laughs> and like, and they weren't really going for him. Uh, and then at one point, he did the long drink of his bottle, <laughs> and one of the girls went, "Disgusting when he does that. It's disgusting when he drinks out of his bottle." And then he just stopped drinking. And he went, "You think that?" He just broke character immediately. But you think that's disgusting? Think about how often I'd look at your fucking hideous face, love. Wow. On the front row, you look, dis- you, you look disgusting. 
your face is why blowjobs were invented, which I didn't understand that. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and she was like, Ugh. And she, she went, just tell a joke for once. They went, I'll tell you a joke. Uh, they went, what sound does a dog make? And then she wouldn't do it for a while, because she obviously thought he was joking. But then she eventually went, woof, woof, and went, right. What sound does a cat make? She went, meow. What sound does a whale make? And she didn't know, so we took a big drink out of his bottle, and then he spat water <laughs> up in the air all over them, all over the girls. Right. Right. So they stood up, they got their glasses of champagne, and they chucked their glasses over him, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, yeah. Fine. At this yeah. point, yeah, this, he, point. this is absolutely even Stevens. Yeah. Fair enough, let's call it quits. And then one of them chucked their glass at his feet so it smashed at his feet and then they all threw their glasses at his feet and then one of them got the bottle of champagne which was fucking huge and threw that as well and it smashed with this like sonic boom on his le- on his legs and just cut all the way up his legs there's a shards just, I, saw, I saw from behind the shards just travelling up from the ground up his legs and like it's just nicking all of his shins and stuff <laughs> his bare feet and then they all sat, and then they all, all five of them sat just, just sat down and looked at him. And he stood there, and the bar staff are to the left, literally like left of the stage, laughing their asses off, thinking it's hilarious, including the owner who had introduced him onto stage at the beginning of the night. Oh, what gig was this? Like, it was in Clapham. I can't remember what it was called. So go on, I'm sorry, I didn't But mean like, it was like, yeah, it was in Clapham. And like, he was just standing there, and he went, right, um, 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 and he was looking at the audience, not knowing what to do. And the girls were there looking really proud, and he went, uh, Okay, and he looked at his hand, back of his hand, and written names of the acts. He introduced the first act on as this American guy. So he walked on, started just doing stand up, and then the bar staff started sweeping up the glass around him on stage as he's doing it, and stuff like that. And because I'd had the thing happen to me two days before getting pushed over and not yeah. saying anything, that, and I had get the words of Carol Richards in my head so much. So when the guy, the guy then went on to introduce me on, he just went, Right, you don't want to hear from me, so I'm just bringing this next act on. And I didn't do any joke. I, I just, the whole thing was, I just went on and turned to the bar staff and went, You alright? Like, yeah. I was like, how much of what's happened here is normal? It's like, is that going to happen every night? People glass people and you laugh and you let them stay? I went, no, no, it's a comedy night. It's not, no, it's not a comedy night. <laughs> uh, it's not a comedy night when that happens. And the girls went, he spat water over us. So I said, yeah. And then you chuck your glasses and champagne over him. And that was fine. Then do you remember when you glassed him? <laughs> that wasn't all right. And they were like, and then you could see in their faces, they suddenly went, oh, it's not all right. But for some reason, in that environment of it's a comedy club, it's fine. To, in their heads yeah. to do it to him and then as soon as they were like oh it's a person they went oh no it's not that wasn't alright but it literally took them took someone saying to them you glassed someone a minute ago yeah. for them to realise they glassed someone. otherwise they're like no we just it was a punchline I and think it- the lesson that I'm certainly learning from all of these stories from you James <laughs> is you need to look at how you book your gigs <laughs> or, or, or other people other comedians need to ring their heads of venues and say who's on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on tonight? <laughs> yeah. Pickle can gamble, pickle can gamble. So, James, quick fire, because you're a very laid-back gentleman. Yeah. Let, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get, carried away, get carried away with the moment. Right, right. so, James, hey, James, Edmund Fringe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, here's some quick fire questions for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Favourite comedian? Oh, oh, no, you know that's really quick hard. Quick fire questions. You know that's hard. Quick fire questions. Oh. Uh, at the minute, Dave Chappelle. Uh, favourite food? Uh, the, the Ooh, so many. Mojito flavour fudge from uh, the Fudge Kitchen in Edinburgh. Best oh. bit of furniture that you own? Oh, it's really depressing at the minute. I don't own any furniture. How big's your telly? Could have, uh, How big's your telly? Between it's, gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. How big's your telly? I haven't got a telly. You can't say favourite bit of furniture and James says I'm between houses and then you say how big's your telly? Watch your inside leg. Leg measurement. All big, uh, isn't it? <laughs> Which one's the inside leg? 33? 
Which one's which one's the inside yeah, but, leg? But this is a point because th- is that on the trouser? Is you that see, on you the trouser? You get a bunch of numbers in a row, don't you? Then you're going. To... Which one is your inside? No, leg? no, no. But when when someone says when someone, when someone says what's your what's your inside leg measurement? Yeah. I always need to get someone to measure it. I don't know. I can't. Is it on the trousers? No, because we're right on the side of your balls. Yeah, touch the side of your balls. So how do you do? Well, you it know depends. Yours? Do you cut your balls or not? Do you yours, cut your balls? Or your yours jeans? is what fourteen inches. That's no, twenty nine. It's ridiculous. And even even that, I can scuff them. <laughs> Have you got a big packet? It does you, have a big packet, actually. Have you? Have you got a big knob? I don't know what. Get it out. No, yeah, get so out. Get out. You can tell me. Right like, now. No, I was just trying to. I was hoping that woman who said he had a little knob is listening. Yeah, yeah. Is listening and yeah. to say James got a big knob. If you yeah. are listening, drunk lady, James came in today and it took him another five minutes to get his knob in. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm still dragging it up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it's not even functional. Yeah. Uh, do you have a car? No. Crashed. I've written off three cars. Oh, you stopped driving, didn't you? Okay, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I don't drive. Okay. For, for, not because I'm a nervous driver, but for the sake of everyone else on the road. Oh, who stops driving? Who stops driving? A nervous, a nervous driver. Yeah. Nervous driver. Or people who think maybe it's best I don't kill anyone. Do you think, it, do you think if, I came, if I came with you in a car and gave you a few lessons that you'd get your confidence back? Uh, uh, no. No, probably not. Uh, it's not a confidence thing. Every time I kind of started driving again, I've been fine. Right. And then at some then point, you, then you get I'll the make a tiny mistake and it, uh, it goes ridiculously wrong every time. Yeah. And no one's died yet. Been involved and caused three car crashes. You've caused them. They've all been my fault. Right. Yeah. Also been in a train that derailed, so it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Don't do it that. No. So you do feel that you're, not, you're just not safe behind a wheel? Or, it, well, or, I, I just or you feel that I'm... You've I'm, I'm just, tested your luck enough. For, no. Yeah, for whatever reason, I'm just very unlucky. I wrote off my parents' Ford Fiesta eight days after passing my test. Right. Because I went round a, a back road. I was going back road home at night, mud on the road, skidded, smashed up against a... Virgin and, and a head. How is that your fault if there's mud on the road? I was going a bit too fast. Okay. And then I, I, I kind of tried to carry on driving home because I didn't want to get out of the car. And then you caught under the wheel. And my, 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 <laughs> my knob got wrapped up in the gear. Like, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and now I went back, I ch- it kind of like spluttered back into the road and then stopped again. And then two cars, one car came really fast around the corner behind me and the other came coming fast towards me and the one coming behind me saw me at the last minute steered around me and smashed into the other car so you were they, fine they went into a ditch I was fine I was like okay and right. I, they were fine as well but like also with that one at one point I was balancing on two wheels my, my, my two right wheels for a while I was teetering around and, and I knew because it was a Ford Fiesta and my head basically was like knocking against the roof Yeah. that if it rolled it would just do it once it wouldn't roll for ages because it wasn't going fast enough and it would just go like that and I would just snap my neck so I was kind of like waiting for that to happen and it went back on four wheels and it was fine. That was pretty scary. And then I got my own car, so I was in a band, so I got a, an estate car. And then in, in the last gig we did, which was in North Yorkshire, driving four and a half hours to get home and 15 minutes from my house on dual carriageway, I fell asleep and uh, steered into the central reservation and then into a lorry and just pinballed between the two of them. Wow. On the far thing, and that all the windows were exploding. Safest way, safest way to crash that if you're asleep. It was, no one, no, no one hurt again. Zero fatalities. No, it's safe because your body is limp. That's what I did on the third one. Because you're asleep. Well, no. The third one I was awake again, but I just... Uh, me and Josie... Yeah. Who's in the car. Josie and, Long. Yeah, Josie Long. And our friend Johnny, who's in the car. We'd all just seen... Johnny the, Bad. Yep. Yeah, we'd, we'd all, all just seen uh, Due Date. And I have a massive car crash. Right. And uh, Gareth Nackis isn't hurt. And Rob Downey Jr.'s got like great neck brace on. Okay. And uh, Zach Nackis goes, oh, because I was asleep. My body was really uh, limp, so I didn't get hurt. So when we started having the third car crash, all three of us said afterwards that we all deliberately relaxed our bodies when it was it's hard to do that. It was crashing, yeah. Because I, of the film, you, yeah. To be fair, I, I, I shouldn't have done it before the crash happened. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, but yeah, yeah. So because of the film, because we remember the film. What happened in that crash? 
Tried to overtake a log lorry on a. You did. Yep. Like Final Destination. Uh, yep. Like Final. Well, we were talking about Final Destination when we were behind it. We said this is like Final Destination. We should probably overtake because we we needed to catch up with the promoter right. who had already overtaken the lorry. And we didn't know how to get to the gig, and our phones weren't working in the Welsh hills. So we were like, we'll overtake. And then we got to a really long straight of road. So we all agreed unanimously we can make this. But it's a higher car. It's a it fr- sounds. Do- I mean, it's, it's terrifying. All of it sounds doomed, doesn't yeah. it? The yeah. whole thing sounds yeah. like. And yeah. then we all agreed we would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had just talked about Final Destination. Yeah. yeah. We had just seen a film with a big car crash. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. So go on. You start. We should, we should have. Yeah. But like, so we started overtaking it. But because it was a higher car, it's the first day of driving this higher car. Right. And the higher car we had before the previous day was really fast. Yeah. This one didn't accelerate as fast. So I'm we, not in it. Yeah. So yeah. So this one we're crawling up really, really slowly behind, uh, alongside this log lorry, and then we got to a point where we realised. We're not going to make the, it past the log line before we get to the corner. Yeah. But we're already like three quarters like along the way, and we couldn't go back at this point. We were kind of trapped. So we just had to floor it and hope that no cars came around the corner. And then four cars came around the corner, head on with us. So we steered, I steered in between the log lorry and the cars, so sort of yeah. driving in between them. And that was fine. We got out, we made it out uh, in the corner, came out the corner in front of the lorry, but then the last car of the four just clipped the back of us. Ah, uh, right, okay. So then we span in front of the lorry, and then the lorry slammed into the passenger side of us, and then pushed us along the road, and then pushed us up a grass verge through a garden, through a greenhouse. But as we were coming down at the verge, the lorry moved and then drove over the front of our car, so just took the front of our car out. And then it flipped over, then all the, about 100 logs fell onto our car and just basically dragged us through a hedge uh, and they, they were embedded themselves in the windshield and I had a log like stop like about you know like half a foot from my face uh, in the windshield of the windshield tore up and then we uh, all got out of the car okay. and we were all okay what favourite crisps? <laughs> uh, salt and vinegar <laughs> Peacock and Gamble Peacock and Gamble that was James Acaster we were, we, we were there by the way yeah we were there. I know, oh, he, I know he was chatting away. He doesn't, look, James, he doesn't stop, does he? It's not that he doesn't stop, because it's not that what he's saying isn't interesting, because yeah. it is. Yeah. But he just has to think sometimes, there, there's other, let's have a conversation. Uh, uh, I'm going to talk at these two blokes for a bit. You get him started on things like that, mate, and he's off. It's very easy if you're feeling a bit tired and you want to have a chat with Actually, someone. Actually, we both were, weren't we? Yeah. So, so that was quite handy, as yeah. it turned out. Um, listen, no podcast tomorrow. Um, the podcast is going to be back on Monday. But our show continues. It does, every day. Yeah, every single day. 9.45pm, Peacock and Gamble, Heartthrobs, Pleasance Courtyard. And by the way, we found out as well that we're, we were number one in the podcast charts. I say we were, Yeah. because I know now it's not going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the moment, we are. As we're talking now, we are. But it probably won't carry on, will it not? No, unless you'll do something good. Yeah, why not download the podcast? They've already done it. Mm. If they're hearing this, oh. we can't do a promotion for the podcast on the podcast. Yeah. Because the people that won't hear it. Yeah. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Tell a friend, exactly. Get a friend. Go visit your parents. And go then visit your parents. Get them both to download sneakily it. Sneakily subscribe when they're not go looking. And visit your, go and visit your nana. Get her to download it. Oh, it would be hilarious uh, getting, getting her on iTunes. Yeah, that would be. And write a comedy routine about that. Yeah. Um, we'll see you again on Monday. Have a lovely weekend and come and see us at the Pleasance. Bye. Peacock and Gamble Edinburgh Podcast is a ready production hosted by Chortle.co.uk. Today's guest was James Acaster, and my show is Lawnmower. Pleasant's Courtyard at 7 o'clock. All music by Thomas Fun the Ray. Is that what that's meant to say, Thomas Fun the Ray? See you on Monday. Bye.